Happy Wednesday, everyone. It's Nathan coming to you from the game room, but the kids are in the house because it's the end of the school year, so I guess the youth aren't meeting tonight. But I'm here with Kim. Kim, how are you? I'm good. We are the birds and the leaves. We are. I, think I thought you were going to say we are good. No. no. Well, we are good, but I, I was yeah. just sitting there thinking, you know, we are the birds and the leaves coming to you from the coop mm-hmm. with the rooster and the hen. Okay. So after last week's one about me breaking things, um, I got a lot of input from people about uh, things that were said in like my favorite lines. So I thought, you know, maybe we could try to keep the rooster I don't, I don't like that. Why don't you? We ha- Why do we have to change it? Oh, it's okay. We won't change it. But I'm still going to keep trying to get rooster and hen in here. Mm-mm. So anyway. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Hey, we're back. Yeah. We had a, we had a, a very interesting uh, discussion on the amount of money and damage I've done in our relationship. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. That's so great great today, times thinking you know, about all that money we lost. Yeah. Today, you know, this is a serious subject, but I think there's some humor in it. Hey, but you know what? What? I, this is a serious subject. This is a little bit like, you know, what are the big podcasts now? They're like murder mystery, crime podcast. Crime podcast. Yeah, yeah. we have our own crime podcast uh-huh. here. It's kind of, yeah, it's actually. For tonight. It. I have been several times, Nathan, you don't even know this. I was actually asked to go on to a podcast of somebody I don't even know. Really? Last year. About this, this story? This story. How did they find out about this story? Um. It was a video I saw online. Yeah. And I commented because a girl had been through the same thing. And I was like, I'm so sorry. It gets really awkward when you tell your kids these stories. And I hope that in the future you'll find the joy in this once it's passed. You know, kind of encouraging. Yeah. Now you're really hooking people into this episode, you know, and and people want to know. She wrote me and she was like, we're starting a podcast over this. We would love to have you. And I was like, ooh, that's deeper than I want to go. <laughs> well, you're going deeper tonight. And maybe, well, well, maybe they'll have you as a guest host now. Well, she asked me and I I didn't answer because I don't know her and I don't know her intentions. You and... could have been famous. <clears throat> okay. Think about all the think about all the publicity for Birds and the Leaves you could have had. We don't need to be famous. We don't, but I'd like it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> all righty. Well... Yeah, tonight we're talking about a interesting piece of your story. Yeah. And one that, you know, when we started dating, you kind of, I won't say out of nowhere, but it was one of those revelations that you're sitting on a couch one night uh, yeah. and you're uh, watching TV or something mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You, you might be engaged. Um, or, and, or not. Or not. Or, you know, you, you might just be sharing about each other and mm-hmm. suddenly your girlfriend slash fiance slash future wife says mm-hmm. something along the lines of, hey, I need you to know <laughs> that a guy I dated is in prison and he might be getting out. Yeah. So if anybody ever talks to you, that might be him. And that's where we're going to pick up the story. Oh, we're going reverse. Okay. We're going, well, no, 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 no. I just wanted to set that up because yeah. I yeah, want yeah. everybody That's who's fair. I want everybody who's listening to have that same experience that I had of all of a sudden like, whoa, wait, what? Uh-huh. You have a ex that's in prison, and it was a genuine. We need to be cautious about some things. We need to be careful. So, <clears throat> what we're yeah. going to do is, Kim, why don't we start here? Sure. Take us back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Take us back to the moment where you, you know you could maybe go a little bit before this but you know obviously we've talked about you've had some boyfriends yeah like i've had some girlfriends i enjoyed dating yes you enjoyed dating not so much in high school mostly college 
But in particular, this one individual uh, really stands out for a variety (laughs) of reasons. So why don't you just start and I'll interject wherever I want to ask a question. Okay, so actually, we talked about kind of how far before we got on the podcast, how far back we wanted to go. I actually am going to go only five minutes or ten minutes before. Oh, really? Okay. Because I think it sets the scene up as to where I was in my life. Okay. So I was at the gym, Mm -hmm. and I was enjoying a Friday night by myself. Mm. I was in grad school. I was very content to be exposed. I was doing a counseling degree, and I was happy to explore all the things that that involved, what my next steps might be Mm career-wise. Friday nights were my night. I spent time at the gym. It was very slow. I lifted weights. I ran a little bit. I swam a little bit. It was a wonderful night for a grad student. Um, I had a little puppy at home named Carly. Great dog. Wonderful dog that ended up helping me in the counseling community for about a year. Um, I had finished my weightlifting and my cardio, so I went to go and swim. Swimming was what I used to cool down, and I went to go swim and met a boy. Okay, you met this boy. Yeah. Okay, now, Mm -hmm. what did you first think when you met this boy? Let's talk about this guy. Okay, so he was older. Okay, how Um, much older? At the time, he would have been... (laughs) <laughs> well, when you first met him and you looked at this older guy, you yeah. said this guy's older. Yes. And what was your impression of how old he was? Um, well, it, my impression was 30 because that's what he told me. Oh, he told you 30. Okay. Yes. Well, yeah, people uh-huh. look at me and they think that I'm like 40. And I was like 22 yeah. at the time or three. Okay. How old was I when we met? 24? You were 20. Well, we got married. You were 25. So 24. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I was 22-ish, 23. Yeah. Which also sets up the stage. Nathan actually came quickly after that. I did. Yeah. So I thought he was fifty. <laughs> you thought he was fifty? I'm sorry. I thought I thought he was thirty. Okay. I was thinking of other numbers. Um, I thought he was thirty. Okay. He was a lobbyist in DC, but living in Dallas for Was that what he told you? He told you uh-huh. he was a lobbyist. Yes. Uh-huh. Huh, that's interesting. That's actually something I didn't know. Which is actually comes into play later in the story. So he was in and out of town a lot. We would only see each other when he was in town. Also today, reading through my diary in preparation for this, mm. I realized that he also told me he needed a transplant. A marrow, bone marrow transplant? Really? I was young. I didn't know what any of that meant. (laughs) Wow. All right. Yeah. So he was working out to stay fit so he would be healthy. He was not very fit. Yeah. Um, Especially when you're married to me. No. What? Oh. (laughs) Um, So Sorry. That threw me. Um, We were dating for for probably, I didn't look at the timeline, but I'm guessing maybe six months or so. Okay. So six. Okay. It was pretty serious. He had given me a diamond ring. You know, I've noticed something. Hmm. How long did we date before I asked you to marry me? Date, date? Yeah. Well, eight months. I, I asked you to marry me at the end of May. So it was roughly six okay. months. So okay. so you're a six-monther. Okay. <laughs> 
Sorry. I just yeah. noticed parallels there and I thought okay. maybe it was a, it's not really a pattern. Go no, for it. No, it's not. <laughs> um, so we had been dating for quite a while. We were very serious. We had mm-hmm. even looked at buying houses together. Now, hold on. When he took mm-hmm. you to see houses, what kind of houses did he take you to see? Well, they were real nice. Real nice houses. I mean, this was 20 years ago and they were probably four hundred five hundred thousand dollars okay so for a starter home pretty pretty, well but i mean for you guys if you get married it's a starter (laughs) it was a very nice house you know what i mean you know what i mean um he he i you know at the time looking back i don't remember where he said he lived because i never went there but i'm pretty sure he said he had a house that will come into play later okay okay there were some things that weren't lining up. So we're six months in. Yeah. I'm in love. I'm, this is a great relationship. Mm-hmm. He really did, I think, genuinely want to make it work. Okay. Um, so he was doing things he had never done before in previous relationships. His, Such as? Um, that comes into play later. Okay. You're not going to. Okay. But cool. what, what I was seeing, unbeknownst to me, was something he did not do with anyone else. His dedication, his longevity. His pursuit of yes, you. His okay. pursuit yeah. of me was much deeper than a lot of other people. Okay. So he didn't have parents. They had both died. Um, no other siblings or anything. Mm-hmm. But I did encourage him that he needed to go back home and think about that and really yeah. weed through a lot of what he told me. So... There were some things that felt a little off. Mm-hmm. Like he got a life insurance plan in my name. We weren't married. We had nothing tying us together. Wow. Okay. It was weird. So, okay, but, and, and that is weird. That's really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, case in point, mm-hmm. when we started dating, I was still on a cell phone plan with the girl I'd been dating before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is not as weird as having a life insurance policy. Yeah. And it was for him to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he and there was just all these red flags. Uh-huh. Now, I was young. The bone marrow transplant or whatever transplant he was going to get, I did not know about at the time. Okay. What that involved. Now I do. And that was ridiculous. Yeah. It, that was a terrible, awful thing to say. Okay. It. Those transplants take a lot yeah. more oh, yeah. than just like a weekend away. No, that's like, oh, yeah. And it's a lot of isolation and it's horrible. So not only the did the deal seem fishy with the uh, insurance policy, but also like he would never take me to his house. He didn't have any family. And my mom started to question like who this guy was yeah. because any other guy I had dated I knew all the things mm-hmm. where he lived who his family was who his exes were his best friends yeah yeah it was all it was a whole you, big you, package. The, the normal questions you would ask yep. when you're dating someone you did not have answers to right right so my mom pulled me aside and said hey I want to do a background check on him are you okay with that mm. it kind of surprised me yeah. I'll be very honest and I was like in my head, I had to think about it for like five minutes. <laughs> I was like, the worst thing that'll happen is the truth will be revealed. The best thing that'll happen is the truth will be revealed. revealed. One way or the other, you're going to know what's going on. Yeah. Did you, so, ever, did you ever do one on me? No, because we knew everything about you. Oh, that's right. Okay. 
Just checking. It was hard not to know everything about you. Wow. That actually comes up in my diary later. Oh, does it? <laughs> you talked a lot. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, you did. I really thought it was going to be different when I was dating you than other people. Oh, threw... that's cute. Okay, keep going. Um, No, so... I was like, yeah, that'll be fine. I mean, what's the worst that'll come back? Like, yeah. it'll be a couple of misdemeanors when he was a kid and, you know, maybe some drama stirred up when his yeah. parents died because that's hard and you move on. Mm-hmm. So fast forward about two weeks. I'm trying to hit all the high points so we don't yeah, go for linger in this story. So fast forward two weeks and I get a call. Hmm. And this call was from an unknown number. Now, remember, this is a time when you couldn't really block calls. I mean, this is... I mean, did it say unknown number on it? Or did it actually give you a number? It gave me a number, but it was definitely a number I didn't know. Well, yeah, yeah. You just... Yeah, you didn't know who it was. So I didn't pick it up. And it was some guy saying he was a U.S. Marshal. And I was like, what? And I needed to call him back. It was imperative. And he used my whole legal name. Okay, so you just dropped that bomb a little nonchalantly. That's how it happened to me. And that's how it's going to happen here. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. U.S. Marshal. U.S. Marshal. So the U.S. Marshal calls. Now, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that I have a sense of humor. I enjoy a good joke. Right? So certainly, <laughs> this was a joke that my boyfriend was playing on me. Somebody, or somebody. I didn't yeah, know what this somebody was somebody was doing it. Somebody yeah. was playing a joke. So I called him back. And I was like, with all my friends, and I was like, guys, watch this. And um, I proceeded to answer the phone. When he answered the phone, I caught him before he could say anything. And I was like, who put you up to this? Oh, boy. Jokingly. Yeah. And he got real quiet. And he said, oh, no, ma'am. This is the U.S. Marshals. And I said, all right, was this Scott? <laughs> you were like, it is about Scott blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But that's not his name. Oh. Oh. Now, ah. I am sitting at lunch in front of eight of my closest grad school friends. Yeah, and you just found out that your boyfriend is. And my eyes get as big as saucers. Oh, my gosh. And he said, you may think this is funny. But I've been following you and tapping your phone for about three months. So we can be silly or we can be serious. And that's kind of not fair. He needed to get me information. I know he needed to get you information. But, I mean, come on. You got to give you a little bit of slack. That's a a weird thing to come at you with. Okay, but but there's far more to this story. Yes, there is far more to this story. So I'm like, okay, this is different. And I back away from the table because clearly this is a private manner. This, you know, yeah, this, this is, is a whole a private matter, matter. that is yeah. <laughs> not for public consumption. So I go and stand a little bit to the side, and one of my sweet friends, Jude, was there, and he kind of made sure that I didn't. Yeah, nothing was super wrong. Like, yeah, bad, 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 bad. And so I then learned that the man I had been dating, this is all in a five-minute <laughs> conversation, was living under an assumed name. Had an ex-wife, several ex-wives. Yeah. Several, several. Several. Let's go back to that. Yeah. Several ex-wives. Children. Yes. Um, And parents. And a deceased brother named Scott. Yeah. Living under an yeah. assumed name. Yes. This is like, you were right when you said early on that this is like one of those crime podcasts. We have mm-hmm. now crossed into crime podcast territory. Yes. 
So I, so I'm at UNT, if that helps any of you think through this, it's back in the day. I don't know where it is now, but it was the old where they had like the pizza place and I think Chick-fil-A. Student union, right? Student union. And I was like, I don't like, what do I, what do I do? And he said, well, (laughs) he said, well, I don't know if he's going to be getting out or not, but you need to find a support system. Wow. Needs to be your first thing. So I, I, let's go back to that statement. I don't know if he's getting out or not, because uh-huh. that's that that's kind of like a uh, your safety is now. Well, yeah. Yeah. So there there was an element of like. There are things to come in this story. So I go to class not knowing what to do. What was that was my next step is I was supposed to go to class, but also I had been told this horrific information on the way to class, I call my dad and I'm like, I don't know what to do, but my whole world has been turned upside down. He's in jail. He might get out. I don't know if he's mad at me. Now I know there's police involved, U.S. Marshals, which I still don't understand that whole industry, but I know that they help protect people. And that's all that mattered in this scenario. Um, I go to class and my friends were like, um, teacher, she just had something really traumatic happen and she needs to not be here because <laughs> I was just sitting there ready for class. Wow. <laughs> and he was great. That was, I think it was Mr. Matthews. Okay. But I'm not sure. So. Okay. Real quick. U.S. Yeah. Marshals. The United States Marshals Service is a federal law enforcement agency in the United States and they operate under the direction of the attorney general but serve as the enforcement arm of the United States federal courts to ensure effective oh. operation of the judiciary and integrity of the Constitution. Oh, snap. So basically, when they yeah. have a case, I guess the U.S. Marshals are the ones who go get people. Yes. So, I was like, thank you so much for not making me go to class. <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and I sat outside and just started to cry because I wasn't sure what to do. And I called my mom because it hit me that she was going to run a background check Whoa. two weeks earlier. Yep. And I said, Mom, I don't know what you did with that background check. And I'm not mad if something happened because of it. But did you run it and did you get the results? Oh, boy. <clears throat> and she got really quiet <laughs> and said, why are you asking me that? Did she know? You haven't heard this part of the No, story? I had no idea. And I said, I just got a call from the U.S. Marshal that he was arrested. And she said, oh, my God. And I said, yeah. And she goes, I had it run last week. And I had found, so they couldn't find who him at first. Well, yeah, because he's he's not Scott. He's living under his dead brother's name. His brother was dead, so it came up as a deceased person. Oh, wow. But what did not come up as dead was his brother. And his brother, Ed. His name's Ed? Yeah. His brother, Ed, had a rap sheet that was like 60 pages long. Edward, we're going to call him. Yeah. And this rap sheet was literally 60 pages long. Yeah. I mean, everybody has a rap sheet of some kind because you have your home address. You have your, you know, all the information. It's just your basic public information. Yeah, it's just your basic public information. But this was, the normal person might be two to six pages long based on how many times you've moved or aliases or mm -hmm. whatever. His was like 60 pages long. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And when when the gentleman who was running the background check saw it start to print out, he called my mom and he was like, 
I can either tell you what's on this or I can just tell you you need to get your daughter to safety. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So that's, she said, well, that's kind of some of the stories. She said, I I did have it run. There was a very long rap sheet and we were coming up with a plan to remove you from the situation. So, okay. So a week before she's in, so essentially what's going on is she's trying to come up with a way to get you out of there. Without alerting him. Well, but also uh, without like, I mean, what's the first thing you're going to say if your mother comes to you? Right. Anybody's mother. Oh, he's a criminal. You're going to go. No, you don't know. So what she did was got the information from the room he was renting at a house in double oak or was he in corinth is somewhere out there okay yeah and found the lady who owned the home that was living in the same home she rented it out to like three businessmen whoa and they were gonna meet that night and figure out how to get me out of the situation okay because the lady that she rented to had also pulled a report. Oh, no. The, the, so the lady whose house he was living in. Who, who he was living yeah, in. Yeah. Yes. Pulled a report. Yes. Okay. Pulled a report the week before and saw all this as well. Oh, boy. And had to figure out. She, she of course, was not concerned about me because I was not. Well, she didn't I mean, know who you were. I, You'd never I, yeah, been to the house. I had never met her. Yeah. Actually, I had been to the house. Oh. He told me it was his. Now, oh. now that I'm thinking back, I had been there, but it was very brief. We drove up. We went into the kitchen. We left. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I do remember you telling me this, that you did actually go to his house. Yeah, some of this is coming back as we're talking, but it was like a two minute in and out. Okay. Because we had to get something, but it was because she wasn't there and he didn't want to risk it. So what, so, so what, what was he doing? Was he like stealing from her? Uh, yes. Okay. I had a like $2,000 bottle of wine or something. Oh, whoa. Uh Uh-huh. And he just took it from her. Did she live in the house? Yes, so okay. she lived in the master, and she had like three bedrooms upstairs removed that all the guys lived in with a separate entrance and stuff. It's a little weird. Well, I mean, she was single. She wanted to keep the house. It was nice. Yeah, but letting strange guys live in your home? Hey, look, she I, it wasn't my risk. It was hers. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but she was getting ready to go and meet with uh-huh. this. My mom was getting ready to go meet with this, we'll call her landlord. For oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Well... The U.S. Marshals had her phone tapped. Oh, and, and her figured out okay. exactly what was happening because they had been chasing him for six months. So, well, really if, longer if, than that. If your mom gets there first, he finds out, and yes. they're going to lose him. Yes. So they had to arrest him at work, which I don't know that that was their ideal plan. He worked at a call center. <laughs> what did he tell you? Did okay. He was a lobbyist. Yeah, he was a lobbyist, but he was working at a call center. Yes. I had no idea. Uh-huh. How would I know? Yeah, because you never went to work with him. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so where are we I'm at? just wondering, could he have told you what a lobbyist does? Or did he I just pick I knew what a, a lobbyist did. But did he know what a lobbyist uh, did? Yes, because one of his accusations and convictions was stealing millions of dollars from the U.S. government. Oh, okay. Hence, okay. U.S. Marshals get involved. Yeah, because now we're a federal crime. Yes. So, okay, so now she's let me know that he's in jail because of what I did, which was, I did not have any problem with that, but I didn't know what to do next. Yeah. So I went and took Carly, my dog, Uh and my diary and like enough food for her for two weeks. And I went and hid at my mom's because I didn't think he could make her way. 
he he couldn't have made his way all the way out there by memory. Yeah, he had yeah. no way to trace me. Well, down. he's also he yeah, but he's also in custody. But we didn't know when he was getting out, and nobody could tell me. Yeah. So, at this point, we did not know that there were five states involved in this, and he was. There's some process they can do after initial, like, an, Texas... An extradition process to the other states? Yeah, but somehow they combine them. Okay. And then you're only tried in, like, the top three states. I don't know okay. what happens. But, um, so I go to my mom's and I hide out. First night there, I'm sitting still in disbelief. And my phone rings. For a number in Louisiana... That I've never seen before. And I know he's in Texas, so I know yeah, it's not yeah. him because his phone was from Texas and his where he's at isn't we knew the jail he was at. Yeah. And so I pick it up and it's his ex wife. <laughs> okay, I've heard this part. How did she get your phone number? This was before HIPAA. Well, no, HIPAA's been around for years. Not during this time. HIPAA is like he, way, way back before that. The U.S. Marshal gave it to her. Okay. That seems, <laughs> that seems wrong. Yeah. And and HIPAA's a health thing, isn't it? Well, I'm just saying. The kind of po- privacy laws. Let's yeah, say privacy, privacy laws. privacy laws were different then. And I was considered part of a case, so maybe she was also part of the case. I don't know. And mm. so she called me and was like, hey, I'm going up to that jail and I'm going to tell him what's what. And went on and on about all this stuff she wanted to just lay into him about. And she yeah. was like, you want to go with me? Let's go. We can be like, who's the two girls that drove off? Oh, Thelma and Louise. We can be like, Thelma and Louise. And I was like, no. I don't want, I'm so glad that you need that closure and you're able to have it. I don't need any of it. <laughs> like, yeah. None of it. And so I got some basic information from her because should I have needed it for any reason? Yeah. I wanted to have her phone number. So let me ask this. I'm going to interrupt with a question. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, do you think maybe she could have been in on it? Because here's my here's my here's my theory. If she was in on it, mm-hmm. and he got a hold of her for and and got the number from him, and was trying to get okay, you, I a, can see where you're going with that. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, but I know that in my world. Yeah, it sounded crazy. Well, yeah. So I, I don't know what the issue was going on there, but she clearly wanted to have contact with Yeah, her. she wanted to for some reason. Yeah. And I didn't care why, but I knew I needed her number. <laughs> that is what I knew. Well, yeah. Just for, for yeah, I needed her name. So I got her name and number. Um, the next day was kind of, I'm going to call it recovery day of just trying to figure out next steps. Uh, it. At what point did you go see your dad about all this? I couldn't. Because okay. I didn't want to put him at risk. Okay, gotcha. And I wanted if he showed up at my dad's for some reason or one of his friends showed up because I think he could have made it there. We had been there two or three times. Okay, yeah. That he could say, I don't know where she's at. And I didn't tell my dad. Okay. I just said I went somewhere to stay safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe I did. I don't know. We kept it very quiet. So the next day I found out that he had tried to and been minorly successful at taking money from a church in Dallas. So he had told them that he was going to do 
like a fundraiser golf tournament yeah and he needed down payments for course fees he needed marketing money and this was well i don't know how much he got but i know that what he was trying to get was about two million dollars churches have got to start paying more attention well yeah (laughs) so he did get some money i i still don't know i didn't have any contact on that end of stuff afterwards so um I later that day was called by the federal marshals and um, by the way, they were very kind and not that it's an ideal situation, but um, if you ever fear that kind of thing, the people that are involved in that typically are just there for your most security. There's, there's no, there, I didn't ever feel like I was at harm, but mm-hmm. I had a lot of regrets about things I had said on the phone. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, of course they listened in on, <laughs> yeah. well, but at the same time, they'd already cleared that you weren't a part of all this. Yeah. So I was cleared two days before they took him down. Mm. So they knew you were, you were not an accomplice. You were just an innocent because victim. Because of one thing I said on the phone and I still don't know what that was. Really? Yeah. Okay. But if this had all gone down two days earlier, I would have gone to jail. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Until they cleared me. Yeah, they would have. And yeah. that probably honestly could have been. You would have been detained. Months. I, yeah, it depends how much yeah. they had on me. Yeah. Um, And it, it, yeah. So the next day they called me and they needed me to move his car. Okay. Now I could have said no, but the reality is that was someone places, it, it was their place of work. Like that's not fair to, and it was a big parking lot, but I didn't feel like it was fair to the people who owned that property to then have to deal with the U S marshals because then they were going to have to get a court order to move the car and it was going to be there for months. Yeah. So I offered to go and move it there. I went and got the keys. So that's when my mom actually met this landlord. Okay. As we went over to her house, the keys were there somehow or something. And we got them. We took the car. Did to... you talk to this landlord at all? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so this is when the story started coming out. So before his his person that he dated before me was a stripper. <laughs> hmm. That was short lived, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. But she did say that this was the longest relationship she saw him have. Wow. He was there for quite a while. It was okay, a so yeah, so. he was there at least for her long enough to see. Yeah. yeah, and that everything he said about me was wonderful huh. to her. There was yeah. no, like, my what she knew of my character was what he had said. Yeah, yeah. So it all matched when she met me. It wasn't like yeah. he was going around lying about me. Uh-huh. Um, we dropped, how did that work? We dropped the car off at his house. Yeah. Somehow I ended up with his wallet and that may have been in the car and the, and I saw it and I grabbed it cause I didn't want it just sitting. I mean, he, he did horrible things. That doesn't mean I had to be an absolute jerk. I could have left it. You're a better person than I am. Well, <laughs> I'll put it this way. When I sent it. Yeah. The guy asked me, is there anything, because <laughs> I sent it to the jail yeah. with no return address or anything on it. I just sent it. Yeah. And also, I didn't want to be blamed for taking anything. That's Yeah, that's true. So, I can see that. <clears throat> it also gave me a chance to look through it and see what was in there. <laughs> I was real nosy after that. So. <laughs> and you have been ever since. Yeah. Peeking through blinds. Yeah. So, um, 
I did look through it, and there was nothing technically incriminating. He, okay. He actually, I don't know how to say this, like voided his space of anything that would incriminate him of anything. Okay, so he just had a very plain wallet. There wasn't yeah. anything in there. Yeah. yeah. There was like $100, and this is really before everybody used credit cards, like $100 and a couple of pieces of paper from like the car wash or whatever. Yeah. Um, Stripper bills. Yeah. <laughs> So when I sent it back to him. A lot of ones, right? (laughs) Warning, adult content. Yeah, it was $100. It was $100 in ones. It's weird. I don't know. And some change. When I sent it back, the the cashier or whatever, the post office was like, and what is this and how much insurance do you need? I was like, it's a wallet. It has a lot of money. I could care less. It's my ex's. And he was like, okay, send. So yeah, so he nice. got that. That was great. Um, so we met at their house. We both needed that cathartic moment. Yeah, I was yeah. actually able to go through his room. She offered. She was like, "Do you want to go through his room and make sure nothing of yours is in there?" And I was like, "I haven't thought about that." Yes, yeah, ma'am. Did I he do. Steal anything from you? Yeah. So we went through most of his drawers. We went through, and he again in his room. There was nothing that would ever convict him. Well, he probably uh, was he was he pretty minimalist. Yes. Okay. Because he had to be. Because he had to be. Yep. Yeah. But he had a black bag. And that oh. black bag was in his room. Ooh. When I opened it up, there uh-huh. was pictures of his kids and his wife and his exes. All of his memories were in that bag. Yeah. And he took it with him everywhere, including my house, and I mm-hmm. never looked in it. Because it was his work bag. Don't have anything that ties you down that you can't walk away in yep. 10 seconds or less Less if the heat is around the corner. It's a movie quote. But yeah, basically. Yeah, that's he's exactly doing it. Yeah. what it was. It was just his bag. Um, so I that whole day was filled with sending off his wallet, taking care of putting the car where it needed to be for the police. Okay. Um, all of those kind of things. Then... So the next two weeks were spent trying to make sure that he was going to stay in jail. And it became clear very quickly that he would. Um, I took like a week. I ended, I guess I ended up staying at my mom's a week. And then I spent the next week kind of just gathering information. Okay. Um, his biggest offense was the couple million dollars or whatever that yeah. he tried. I don't know if he was successful or not. Did you ever get like a list of charges? The, the gentleman that pulled it said it would terrify us. Oh, really? But what I do know is that at some point he, he kidnapped his kids and held them at gunpoint. Wow. So, and, and I don't know if held them at gunpoint means there was a gun in the room and he threatened. Yeah. I don't know if there were guns in the house and he just said he might do something. Yeah. I'm not going to be assumptive that it was a total lockdown scenario, but he had done some things that could have put me in danger. Yeah. Yeah. Which or he is, had a hist- yeah, he had a history of doing things mm-hmm. that you were dangerous. Yeah. So, um I went about my life, he started to call me <laughs> from jail and if you've ever gotten a call from jail, those are super weird. I've gotten one that was really cool, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was just It wasn't fun. for me. No. It wasn't. <laughs> so, he was calling me like every Every day, twice a day. And sometimes I would forget because your phone rings. But they would allow him to call that much, huh? Yeah. Well, it was blue collar. Is it blue collar? I mean, it's like. It was white collar. White collar. It was was white white collar collar crime. crime, Except for the gun. Except for the gun. But again, I don't know how much of that was involved, actually. I just know that was the 
marshal that like the police said that was their biggest worry well was, you're still you're still going off of the only things you know and this mm-hmm. guy's got 60 pages or so of or yes. whatever of information yes. so he's calling me twice a day and i would try not to answer and then i'd forget and i'd answer and he would hear me because of the way the system works he yeah. could hear me say hello and then if i answered hello and forgot and then there's a system that comes on i was like you're getting a call from yeah i would hang up immediately but then he'd call back because he knew i was there Oh, he's testing the waters. Yeah. Yeah. So finally, my dad went down and had them stop calling. Like he, my number was extricated from being able to like he on just some struck kind of from the record. Yeah. 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 And so he stopped calling, but he started writing. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the romantic pen. Uh, <laughs> being. So I actually didn't read those i read one or two and i i if you know me really well i'm really big into keeping letters i enjoy reading them and have all of them um i actually didn't read but two Uh and on the second one i realized it was mentally exhausting me was was it manipulative or Mm -hmm. was it just yeah he would say things like well my counselor said that you probably won't forgive me because you have to forgive so many other people in your life. And that's why you're not very kind about it. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. So <clears throat> I I got these letters yeah. for about 2 months and I'm in the middle of counseling and yeah. learning about counseling and in classes for counseling. And one of the things we talked about so I was in group therapy, the iron, the, I don't know. In the class. Irony or not. Well, so group therapy at UNT at the time, the class was actually, you were in group therapy, Mm -hmm. right? So you had to go to group therapy and then analyze it. Yeah. This happened like the third day Nice. I was in group therapy. So we go into the room and they were like, all right, so how's everybody's weekend? And the whole class just turns and looks (laughs) at me. (laughs) So we're talking about closure with, you know, some of the people in there had some issues with parents and they were having to close out some of those memories and stuff. And I decide this is Nathan's favorite part. I love this. This is my favorite part of the story. I should have brought it up. I wish you. Do you have it still? Yeah, I have it. Mm -hmm. It's in this handy little. It's that handy little file on your computer. I have right here, but I have to find it. Um, uh, you you don't have to read it just no okay so what i decided to do really for myself this this was my way of making a stance Uh that you don't jack around with me and everything that we had was true yeah but it's dead so if it's dead you need to write an obituary such a baller move it's not (laughs) even funny (laughs) so i got a glass of wine maybe three and we know what and, one is enough for you. And I got and I got some tissues. Oh my and gosh. I sat at my computer with my trusty dog by my side and I bawled my eyes out oh, saying goodbye. Is... Farewell to the man that I knew, Scott. Who is not the man rotting in prison right now. Nope. He is not. The man that I knew was dead. Oh my god. Yeah. All it right. Is, it is a one page, very, I would say brief. I've read it once and it is an obituary. Yeah. It's not a dear so-and-so. No, I, it's a legitimate obituary. So I took examples from the internet and mm-hmm. kind of mimicked the flow of how yeah, this goes. Yeah, how you write one. 
and um he survived by a free woman i sent it to him and also his judge (laughs) (laughs) that's the part i've always wanted to know is like when Uh, the judge got it what did the judge say like when the first time the judge read it well so the judge wrote me or called me or Mm -hmm. somehow got word back to me maybe the u.s marshal okay and basically what they said is we're not going to order any type of like you can't see her or yeah, anything yeah. like that because that involves more. It's a lot of paperwork. It's and, a lot of paperwork and really isn't necessary in this. But he said, this is a great letter to start it if we ever needed, needed it. <laughs> <laughs> so he read it in court to him. That's so awesome. And at the end. He said, sir, I kindly suggest you never communicate with her ever again in your life. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, he read that. And honestly, after that, the only calls I ever got. So, the marshal and I had some contact for a while because I wanted to move. Um, I felt really vulnerable where I was at. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guy knows where you are. I come to find out, you know, there was five states that had things against him so it was going to be a while but i didn't know what that meant yeah and i didn't know what the severity of all those were and honestly some of them were just like not paying a hotel bill because he was going through the state he's a con man yeah and he's a con man so i chose to move very quietly kind of over the weekend one night with some of my friends helping me Uh uh-huh and that was it Hmm. and i kind of I mean, it was the same city. Well, that's like literally closing a door. Yeah. 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 So I moved and I stopped going to that gym and I, I just kind of laid low for like Hmm. six months. Yeah. And I never heard from him again. Um, I still don't know where he is to this day. Well, we knew he was in Florida at one point. Yeah. He was so incarcerated he, in Florida. Uh, he was incarcerated for quite a while. I want to say like 15 years. Yeah. We saw a picture of him. The only picture I've ever seen him, yeah. he was in a straight jacket. And that's the only yeah. one I have. And, you know, yeah. Because he didn't take pictures. Oh, that's right. He yeah. wouldn't have taken pictures. Nope. He didn't want to take pictures with anybody. He was, according to the federal marshals and... The history that we could glean from yeah, the yeah. the ex and all that, the re, he was supposed to leave three months before, but he fell in love. Oh, I st- I'm telling you, man, this is a oh wow. So yeah. you just you brought him down. I actually did. You brought him down because yeah. he fell in love with you. Um, I am thankful that. My parents raised me to trust them. Both of them. They were divorced, but that doesn't mean. I had any difference in that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, in this scenario, this literally could have meant life or death if I didn't trust them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thankful for parents who supported me and saw me hurting and didn't blame me because in these scenarios. Yeah. And I hope nobody knows anybody that's been through it because it is a horrible experience. Yeah. Um, in these scenarios, there's nothing that the victims can do. Like, they didn't do anything to deserve this. Yeah. This was, I was someone who genuinely wanted friendship. It turned into a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I was the victim. Well, and this guy's good at manipulating feelings, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, this is what he does, for lack of a better word, professionally. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the last, so fast forward, there was a boy in between him and you yeah. as, as clearly a rebound yeah I oh mean, yeah talk yeah. about not in my wheelhouse of who i would have normally dated 
was clearly a rebound. <laughs> um, but honestly, I who he was yeah. was so sweet. Well, yeah, but, you, you, you're the exact opposite of yes. that. And you're looking yeah. for, yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, he was like 45. Yeah, see, that's the part that that, that I love about this story as yeah. well, is that you thought he was 30. Yeah, he could have been my dad. He's 45, because now he would be, we've been married almost 20 years. I'm honestly not sure he's living. Yeah, he may not be. He's yeah. he's close to his 70s at this and point. And he lived a hard life. Yeah. So, I mean, emotionally. Actually, yeah, yeah, he, he did. I mean, he was my dad's age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Roughly your dad's age yeah. at the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, Ew. Yeah. Does that make you feel gross? Oh, it did. The minute, like the minute I started putting all this together, I was like, oh gosh, oh, it was so bad. And I didn't typically even date men who were, you were an anomaly. Yeah, because I was five older. Years older. Yeah. And so when I got it back, and I was like, I was taking a chance on thirty, and I had no idea. Forty-five. <laughs> yeah. So that was a thing. Um, and I was thirty when you met me. Yeah. I was 30. Yeah. I acted 22, but I was 30. And, and there was like every, so I dated you and one other guy and there was one or two other that I talked to in between that. But all of them, I had to be very honest that I was not going to be going out in public a lot. Yeah. And I was yeah. kind of keeping it low as far as my profile and thankfully online didn't yeah. exist because that could have been a whole thing. Um. Oh. <laughs> Do you remember the phone call? Yes. So, like we said before, I enjoyed dating when I was single. And Nathan and I had just started dating. Yep. And he knew about the scenario. And there was some light planning that I had with all of my friends. If we think this is happening, this is how we get me out of a situation. Here's the federal marshal's number that you need to call. Call 911. It it was pretty serious. We didn't want to take a joke. He was going to be angry. So let's Yeah, not... that was the assumption he was yeah. Yeah. So so it's Friday night. Mm-hmm. Nathan and I are having a good night with our friends. Yep. We're playing a game. Yeah, we were playing a game. And the phone rings. And I'm like, that's weird. I don't know that number. I'll pick it up. Okay. And I pick it up and it is this very sweet man, which I don't have his full name, but he was calling from the gym trying to ask me on a date. Well, let's let's be real clear. You want it from my end? <laughs> well, you tell what he said okay. on the phone. Yeah. So he gave me his number two months earlier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was calling and trying to be very brave. I yes. could hear that. I had already moved on. I mean, that's two months ago. Nathan and I were dating at this point, and yeah. I didn't want to be mean. Yeah. No, no, no. So I answered very kindly. I didn't know it was him, but I answered very kindly when he said it was him. I was like, oh, hey, it's been so long since I've seen you. Now Nathan's thinking. There's a whole other thing to this. Okay. When you picked up, mm-hmm. all I heard was, who is this? Oh. And you kept going, no, who is this? Who Who is this calling? Because he wouldn't tell you. He was saying. Oh, he didn't know about any of what was happening. Yeah. yeah he was kind of like, guess who kind of thing. And yeah. I'm sitting there immediately going, this is it. He's out. Oh. Yeah. yeah, you went into my bedroom and laid down. I was like, <laughs> I need to go take a breather because this is about ready to get you know yeah and so, we had a lot of people there so but i was, I was really safe. it wasn't an yeah. issue of safety but yeah you really had a hard time with that it turned out to be him and he was yeah. very sweet he was like oh you're already dating someone that was fast and i responded with well not really it's been two months 
<laughs> so he, but he was very nice. I felt bad that that happened that way, but um, that was really the only night that it was ever like a, a oh, this could get. Yeah, I and was, it was a false alarm. Uh, once we knew he was in jail, and it, the their guess was like they said fifteen to fifty years, depending yeah. on what he got charged with. I didn't have any concerns because he was going to move on. I mean, <laughs> you move on in prison. Yeah, there. <laughs> You're, you're forced to one way or another. You're forced to have a new relationship. Other relations. <laughs> yeah. <Ew. so. laughs> relationships is what. Mm. Wow. This excuse us. This podcast just treaded into territory we don't need to. Mm, well. Anyway, all, I'm all that to is, say, he was done. <clears throat> he was done. At this point, I believe he is out of jail. He has his own side of the story, and yeah. I'm sure it is very, very different from mine. Uh, you okay? Come on, uh, barring my, my side is literally with the federal marshals. You barring, can pull it up. Okay, barring barring <laughs> hit you all of a sudden revealing to me that you guys were in something together, like some kind of scam. No, the, what you just said is the story. This guy's a crook. <laughs> Well, he but I'm sure he you. said, I'm sure he would say that he would never fell in love with me. I'm sure he would also say that I was the reason he got arrested. And that is not the truth. Yeah. The, I am the one that propelled it, but he is the one that well, of course did he did. the illegal. Yeah. I'm just saying when people are in jail, they often have false narratives as to what Of course. Happened. Yeah. Yeah. Victim. So, victim. But would. I can appreciate that he has his own story. <laughs> but you know what also he has what his wallet yeah he also has his wallet because you gave it back and to him. maybe his obituary if yeah. he wants to use it you know i wonder if he ever held on to that i think maybe the judge did because he liked it a lot <laughs> and that is the story of how kim dated a federal con yeah and you know Going back to the day you, t- you know, you date someone and there's always little minor revelations and, mm-hmm. and then there's yours and I'm like, well, yeah. I and mean, this comes, this either, when did this come before or after you're, you, you being deported from another country? Oh, this was after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So at this point my parents were like, well, just put that other card in the Your deck. radar, <laughs> you know, you're on the radar of federal agencies. <laughs> That's true. You are. Two. Two different ones. <laughs> yep but and this is like i don't know how many minutes have we been going oh this is 50 minutes okay so it's 50 minutes but there's little pieces of this whole thing that just come back to me you know like i was reading today and i was like man i had forgotten i went over to her house yeah and yeah. met her and i forgot i returned the car and i forgot uh-huh. that i rifled through his wallet and <laughs> again baller move to do that i really like the u.s marshal who was like do you have anything that he purchased for you or that's his property that needs to be turned in to the government (laughs) and he was i was like well i've got like a ski jacket and he was like ma'am i don't want you to say another word no is an appropriate answer because he knew i had the diamond ring oh (laughs) i was like my answer is no no (laughs) very nice of him to commit a crime like yeah, that i think he actually had a lot of compassion for yeah, me because yeah. he knew that i was just caught up in being 23 yep, yep and in love and should we strike this from this episode what do you mean about this ring did we just like 
reveal. No, because some... it didn't. It didn't actually have anything to do. No, with... Okay. He, he didn't. He could have spent his own money. He on actually that. didn't steal it. He actually bought it, and there was a receipt for it. Oh, okay. Well, so that's good. I don't know how he got the money to do that. That we don't know, but but there was a receipt. He purchased actually, it legally, and I found it in his room when I rifled through all his. Nice, things. good job. So now you got the value of it. Yeah, it wasn't cheap. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I don't know what it That's the only now. thing he outgunned me on was the price of an engagement ring. Mm, I don't know. I, it may have been the same. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well. Yeah. Yeah. It's awkward. Okay. <laughs> now we're getting... You're the one that made it awkward. I made it awkward. All right. Well, Kim, thank you for sharing this wonderful portion of your life and being so transparent about now it. Now I can send people to the podcast yes, when they ask about, when they ask about the story. But we there's just, still more, I'm sure I forgot. There's like, still I more. I didn't have an outline. We just kind of winged Well, to be truthful, this is everything I've ever heard plus a little extra. So yeah. you hit the high points and you hit the majority of the things. Yeah. Um, just watch your kids. Just watch your kids, man. Be, be aware of what's happening. And kids, my kids. This is why I'm so particular in who you date. Yes. And this is why I'm so protective over you and when and how you date. Yep. Don't fall for a smooth criminal. Okay. <laughs> is that probably the best place to stop? Yeah. We okay. Start making well, it into yeah. song. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, next week. Uh huh. What are we talking about? Pets. We're talking about pets because we love animals. In fact. Um, we've got one laying right here on the floor next to us, and he looks yeah. like a potato with ears right now because yeah. he's lost his legs. He's not sure what's going he's on. He's not sure what's going on, but he did hear the <laughs> word pets, and he jumped up. So. I, no, I think he heard somebody go outside. Oh, okay. Well, they could hear that too. Yeah, or inside. All right, we're going to talk pets, our favorite ones, our history of pets, the ones that you know weren't so great. We had a turtle for a night. Oh, that's right. We did have a turtle for yeah. a night. We did, and I had a mouse once as a pet. So we'll talk sure about I that. that. Yeah. He died on my birthday. That's so sad. So we'll talk about that story. <laughs> Did you have him like a full year? Yeah, I wasn't supposed to. You, you, know, you know what? I'll save that story. I'll Aww. save that story. So that's so sad. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thank you guys for listening. Um and uh once again, you know, if you want to hear yeah. something or you think the stories are dumb or you want more detail. Email us, Facebook or you want us, other, other stories. or if you want other stories, yeah. if you want to know things about us that we haven't shared, let was, us know. I was deported. I she got a was ticket deported. on a wave runner. Yeah, you got a ticket on a wave Nathan runner. Nathan broke up with somebody at Disney, Wait, coming home from Disney. Or, yeah, coming home from Disney, yeah. roughly in that time period. So, yeah. anyway. All righty, well, you guys have a great week, and we will see you Bye, next guys. Wednesday. Not see, but hear. What? See, we won't see anybody, but we'll be on. We and keep getting asked for, about that, though. We should do a video one. But anyway, have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye.